there, everybody. Welcome to episode 230 of the Finger Guns Podcast. My name is Roscoe. How are you doing today? I am joined by Kat. Hello, Kat. Hello. How's it going? It's all good in this particular hood. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Not much to report, really. I'm just poor. You know, it's been an expensive weekend, Ross. Oh, really? Yeah. So Saturday, I bought a really expensive carpet. Well, not a really expensive carpet, dust carpet, because that apparently is really expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to sleep. I woke up Sunday and I said, do you know what? I deserve a treat. And do you know where my treat led me, Ross? Oh, God. Is it a holiday for two in Mauritius or something? Uh, no, it's the PlayStation Store. Oh. It's not a holiday for two. Um, but more on that on Game of the Week. But, okay. Uh, yeah. So I've had an expensive weekend, but I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Good. It sounds like you fully deserved it, though. Yeah, damn right. I mean, what's what's next for fifty quid at the end yeah. of the day when you're spending six hundred? Adulting, know. adulting is overrated, man. Adult, you know, you've got to right. Yeah. You've got to treat yourself every now and then. You know. Absolutely. It's hard I went, work. Being I went. Adult. I bought this week. I bought some new bedding for my bed. <gasps> um, I bought some new pillows. And to treat myself, I bought a Funko Pop, you know? So oh, my God, yeah. Let's see, that's the way to do it. You've got, you, you got to balance it out, you know? Yeah. True, was... true. You do have to reward yourself for adulting and breathing, you know? I, I, I agree. So I now have the Muppets Christmas Carol version of Charles Dickens and Rizzo staring at me in Funko form, and I'm very happy about it. <laughs> Did you say Lizzo? Rizzo. Oh, I thought you said Lizzo. I yeah, was like, Liz- you know Lizzo is not oh. in the Love of Christmas Carol. Uh, I was like, okay, cool. I thought, no, I thought you said that you had like a Lizzo Funko Pop, and I was like, right. I was like, not the kind of you know audience I thought that would have gone to. You know, nothing that sure. you'd not get. So I just, I just don't think you'd have gone into a shop and been like, do you know what I need today? The Lizzo Funko Pop. And a Lizzo Funko Pop. But, no, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna judge. Well, I go, I go with about downtime is a brilliant song. I think it's, it's a great song. It's a great pop song, but uh, no, I haven't got a Funko Pop just yet. I got one of Rizzo the Rats from the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Miles Thompson. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. How is one? I'm good, thank you. Uh, not surprisingly, in the same position of cat of everything is poor because there is no money left after buying carpets and doors and all things house related. Um, and I also went on a splurge in the PlayStation Store because, as Kat said, fuck it. Who needs money anyway? Who needs money? Exactly. I was thinking and the other day, I didn't think the Black Friday offers on the PSN was, were all that good, but ev- evidently I was wrong. I mean, they're not, but I'm also a sucker for pretending that they are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you pretend to yourself it's a great deal, then, you know, it feels like a great deal. Even if it's not, you just ignore that part, you know? I've been really bad on the BSN store. I go through it. I go through the sales, and I'm like, okay, that's on. That's on premium. That's on premium. And then I go, I can probably get a code for that. If I ask really nicely, um, no, no, no. I get really cocky about it. <laughs> I'm like, I ain't paying money for these video games. Are you crazy? I'm not doing it. I really wanted Robocop to be on deal, but it wasn't, and that made me sad. Oh, it's a bit too early yet. It's only been out a couple of weeks. Oh, I know, but like, it's Black Friday. Give me Robocop on deal, please. Even if it's a tenner, I'll buy it. <laughs> I reckon near Christmas it'll be. I mean, yeah, that's that's what I'm going to hold out for. I went on to pre-order The Last of Us Part 2, but it wasn't there yet. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. It's only a 10 o'clock. Anyway, um, and finally, the one, 
the only, the wonderful Josh Thompson. What an introduction. Hello. I know, right? No one else got that today. What the hell happened? No, they've not. Um, it's probably my winning streak that's got me that. Um, <laughs> you know. Starting out. Uh, how are we? Yeah, you know what? I'm all right. I'm all right. How are you? Good. Yeah. I uh, came into the office to get ready to record, and um, I was taken aback because my office smells like Blockbuster. And if you know, you know that it's probably one of the best smells in the world. So I'm pretty really chuffy. Why, why yeah. does it smell like Blockbuster, by chance? Um, probably my overconsumption of media, like we all do. Um, games, sure. movies, like, all just behind me and on a shelf. Um, I guess letting out their aroma that has now made it smell like Blockbuster, which mm. I'm not mad at. It might have cost a few grand, but I'm not mad at it. I'm there now. Oh, I might need a picture of this. Sounds awesome. Uh, I don't yeah, think I've seen your be. office. Do you know I've um I've got loads of posters from work. Shh, don't tell anyone. Sure. I've got loads of posters from work, like too many. Um, and they're kind of just overflowing at this point. But yeah, I'll I'll take a pick. Do your uh do your does your cinema because my Odeon, as terrible and overpriced and shocking as it is, they do um get rid of their posters and give them to the public when they're done with them. Do you do a similar thing? Um, as of right now, I'm handing them over to a guy that runs a charity where they do, um, showings for this charity. They do, they have like, apparently they have like some sort of pass where they get movies relatively early after they've come out in cinema and they do hostings for children, uh, to watch the films. So yeah, the majority of them go there, uh, if they're not being nabbed by staff. Um, other than that, we have to just get rid of them. Um, but I know what you mean. You know, my old cinema used to just sell them for a couple of quid. Um, but yeah, I give them, I give them to charity, so that's a that's a great place for them that's, to go. That's a wonderful thing. I've got a uh, a massive um, Avatar: The Way of Water poster of Sigourney oh. Weaver's teen character staring oh, down nice. at me every day, which I got from my local Indian. Which is uh, yeah, it's an awesome poster. Um, yeah, very cool, very cool. All right then, let's get to game of the week. Uh, from the top, Kat, I'm intrigued now. What is your game of the week? My game of the week is something that I woke up with a big urge to play, and I was like, fucking play that. But it is something that somebody has reviewed for the site. So oh. I did what any anyone would naturally do, is I went on fingerguns.net, had a little look at the review, and I thought, this one's pretty fun still. Woke up really early, went downstairs, on the PlayStation Store and just rotted out to the dulcet tones of Sonic Superstars. <laughs> yes. Um, I've been having a lot of fun. I've also been having a lot of blood pressure issues. Um, but I've been having a lot of fun. I don't know how anybody in this entire world is going to be able to get the trophy to collect 10,000 coins because I think I finish each level with one or two. I know what you I'm mean. I'm not yeah. fucking kidding. Like every single level has a boss at the end of it that like fucks me up. And I'm like, cool. So I just hang on to bare life to one coin and then I defeat the boss and I'm like, cool, I've got one coin. So, and I'm not playing the fucking game 10,000 times. I'm not doing those levels 10,000 times. <laughs> so, 
uh, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun. There is an infuriating level halfway through um, where you have to restart this bomb like every something ridiculous, like 10 seconds. You have to race to the button to turn it off um, and reset it. And if you don't, then you have to restart the level. Mm. Um, which is infuriating. But I am having a lot of fun with it. I do really, really like it. I wish it was online play. Like, yeah. why? Why is it not online play? Like, well, why have you made a game that you can play with friends and not gone? Do you know what we should do? We should link it up online because it's 2023. Yeah. We can do the battle mode. We can play the battle mode together if you like one day. Oh, can you do that online? Yeah. Right, so they've half-assed it then. They've done the battle mode online. <laughs> <laughs> they've done the, the campaign mode. That's yeah. fine. Um, yeah, that sounds good. Let's do that. Um, yeah, so, yeah, no, I'm really enjoying it. Everyone's got their own unique little power, haven't they? Like, Amy can double jump. Tails can mm. do his classic little helicopter drift thing. Um, Knuckles can stick to the side of walls and uh, Sonic can go fast. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's a classic. It's a classic. Who are you maining? Uh, Tails. Did you main? Oh, do you? Yeah. Because there's always things that are high up that are like hidden away. And so um, I like being Tails to get up there. Yeah, that's such a good point. So that you don't fall quick enough or you don't fall too fast. Indeed. He can't fly for very long. He's not a great flyer. But no. um, <laughs> so he tries. He tries, bless him. And he's so cute. Yeah. And he's just the best. So he is. He he's is. my boy. He's he my is. boy. He is and, your um, boy, isn't he? He is. And visually, I think it's a really nice game as well. It looks great. Yeah, it does look great. It looks so very classic Sonic. Freaking colourful. It's lovely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. All right. Nice one. Ah, oh, that put me in a little good mood. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you'd like that. A little bit of Sonic. I love it. Uh, a little bit of Sonic. A little bit of Sonic. Uh, Miles, what have you been raiding the Black Friday sale for? So I decided to, as you said, raid said at Black Friday deals, and I picked up four different games. Uh, one of them was Trapang Two, which is a original. Uh, do you remember Fear, the first-person shooter from like Tales of Five? Uh, you mean F dot E dot A dot R dot? Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's first uh, something and reconnaissance something. <laughs> um, it's basically like a first-person kind of horror-inspired, inspired, inspired shooter. Um, and the whole gimmicky thing was I had like the Max Payne slow-mo and the combat was really gory and violent and Trapang 2 is exactly the same game, just wrapped up in a slightly different story and looks slightly more modern. Um, and it's super fun because you shoot someone with a shotgun and they explode into a bunch of limbs and there's nothing more satisfying in video games than that. Um, you get the slow-mo again, you also get a cloak, so it's kind of like the crisis abilities rolled into one. Um, and you can grab an enemy and then you can activate his grenade and lob him into other enemies so that he kills them. And if they throw grenades, their grenades explode as well, causing Sweet. a chain reaction of lobbed grenades. And if that doesn't sell you on wanting to play this game, I genuinely don't know what would, because that is the greatest thing to ever happen in a video game. Uh, you can just snap their necks, but I feel like in comparison to turning them into a live bowling ball bomb, it's kind of not worth snapping their necks instead. Um so, yeah, it's not the longest game. I think it took me four hours on normal difficulty to beat the main missions and the side missions. Um, but it's got like six or seven different difficulties, uh, normal being the second of them. And the last one is insane, but also it's incredibly fun. And it feels like a game that's just been made for fans. Um, 
of the original Fear, Fear series. And the slow-mo is sick. Getting to slow down time and shoot someone in the face, you know, 30 times is just awesome. So, yeah, I've had a really good time with it. There's a couple of frustrating moments, but I think the game itself is really good. And unfortunately, my review game was not very good. So this was a nice palette cleanser from getting to play something that disappointed. This one was excellent. Terrific. Terrific. Well, did you buy? Uh, I bought what did I buy? Park Beyond, uh, nice. Trying Two. Uh, I bought Remnant Two, uh, the Ultimate Edition, which was like half price. Hmm. Um, and I bought Park Beyond. No, not Park Beyond. Uh, Port Royal Four. That was it. Nerd. Yeah, no, two nerd games in there. So very much so. Cool. We'll have fun being uh, ultimately disappointed by Park Beyond. Yeah, I know. I really want to enjoy it, but yeah, I'm scared it's not going to be very good, but I'll commit now. It is good. It's just, it ain't Planet Coaster. It ain't Planet Coaster. That's true, but I haven't played Planet Coaster. So, not the hmm. like, not the PS5 4 one anyway. So, maybe I can play this one first and then I'll play Planet Coaster and it'll be like a natural improvement. Maybe. There you go. I've got it sussed. All right. Uh, Josh, your game of the week. My game of the week this week is the newly released uh, and the now unembargoed in Stars and Time. Um, it is a time loop RPG from Insert Disc 5. Um, I got a code for it, I think maybe not far off a month ago now. Um, and I held it off for like about a week or two because I had a few things that had more pressing uh kind of finishing like i needed to finish it for review sooner uh like they had sooner embargo so i was like yeah, i'll be all right i'll uh i'll um wait for a bit because i've got so much time on my hands um little did i know that this sort of timely rpg that i thought might be eight to ten hours uh ended up being double than that and uh, i was shocked um at how much of the game there was and how much, how many loops I had to go through to beat the game. Um, it's essentially a, it feels like a Game Boy game. Uh, you play as Sifrin, who's a traveler. Um, they kind of don't have any of their memories prior to you starting the game. Um, you just know that a king's t- taking over the world very slowly with time power. And he's freezing everyone. And you and your band of heroes are to save the day. Um, but it's not as easy as it sounds because uh, you will go through the same two days over and over again to figure out why uh, you can't solve it. Um, and in that time, you kind of learn about all these eccentric characters that I've I came to love and uh, you kind of learn the mystery behind your backstory the world the adjacent countries that this involves in in this world as well and yeah i think there was just something about this like i had a really hard time playing through a lot of the loops about midway of the game uh because i think i was in the same position as the protagonist of just sheer frustration that I was kind of beating a dead horse at some at one point of of how to kind of proceed with this game, and uh, it says a lot about more. It 
it says a lot more about uh, real life kind of feelings and emotions that of people being stuck in a rut sometimes or just kind of not fitting in or just general kind of like self-doubt, anxiety and um, depression in a really eloquent and personal way. Um, and I think that's what drew me to kind of being in the game in the end after my frustrations. Uh, I kind of, I yeah, for the longest time I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not not having fun with this. But I was having fun when I was getting to the points where it felt like it meant a lot. Uh, there was just a lot of um, troubling moments that I had to get through to get there, uh, which is kind of... Um, it's kind of bold for insert disc five to kind of do this of like putting you through the same sort of tribulations as the protagonist is by going through this loop. Um, it's not like a, a, a roguelike where you're slowly getting more powers and that's the kind of reason you're returning. It's just a straight up narrative whilst being in this loop. So the way it unfolds is quite interesting uh and with that does come some pitfalls that, that i discuss in my review kind of well if you know the one if you know how to get to the end once why would you go anywhere else if you think the end is where you should be going and instead of that i stopped backtrack it i stopped like exploring the one dungeon that you go through you go through a castle and it's got three levels um and you do that same castle over and over and over again. I think I ended at like 76 loops or something, which might be on the lower side, but it might also be really high because I felt like I was, there was no one loop where I wasn't doing nothing essentially. Um, and yeah, uh, the combat system is kind of based off rock, paper, scissors in a really inventive way. So everyone has uh, every like rock, paper, scissors, like a form of craft, which is, the magic that you use um there's no penalty to using it like other rpgs where you use like a, a magic ability and say final fantasy you lose x amount of your mp bar there's none of that it kind of encourages you to just use them so you can use this as like an elemental damage towards a, an enemy that you can kind of um see what they are weak to by looking at their hands because they might be throwing up a sign that shows paper or a rock or what have you uh yeah and yeah it encourages that it encourages juggling your attack so you can pull off one big attack by uh doing five of the same damage and i got very used to it very early on so i think uh it got a little bit stale closer to the end because i was just getting through them going through the motions and on the combat because i knew how well i was doing and your character stays at the same level after each run so you're not weak you get stronger and stronger um but yeah i yeah i i really did enjoy this game this the story alone is kind of a breathtaking story uh the characters are so wholesome so fun um, very open amongst each other in a really positive way and yeah it's going to be one of those where say like next year when people are like oh what what kind of great indie games came out in 2023 I think this will be high up on the list um, I see that it's reviewing really well 
I gave it a score that's very reflective of everyone else's thoughts and opinions. Some even have higher ones than me. Um, so yeah, definitely check it out in Stars and Time. Uh, it's a very good time loop RPG. Fantastic. Um, yeah, I know it's uh, it's doing very well uh, critically. It's very intriguing. Um, it does look really interesting. I think I might give it a blast. Um, something to play over Christmas, I think. It looks... Um, yeah, it looks great. And your review was awesome. So, yeah, it's definitely sold me on it, for sure. Awesome. Yeah, well, we're checking out. What's my game of the week? My game of the week, I guess... I've been working a lot, so I haven't really played much, but I guess it would be DreamWorks All-Star Kart Racing. Let's go with that. Uh, it's not very good, guys, to be honest. It's uh, not very good. Um, I'm not going to talk a lot about it because there's not a lot to say. Um, it's a kart racer with power-ups um, featuring all of your favorite characters from DreamWorks movies. So Shrek, Puss in Boots, Kung Fu Panda, Poe, you know, all that lot. Uh, it's very uneven and very uh, uninteresting. And it doesn't do anything that another kart racer wouldn't do. It doesn't certainly doesn't match up to the likes of Mario Kart or Disney Speedstorm. It's uh, very... It's just not fun, and the music is really oddly just doesn't fit with the game at all. And there's no energy to it. There's no life to it. It's very kind of generic. It kind of takes itself weirdly seriously for a DreamWorks kart racer. Um, the voiceovers for each character are very poor, um, and there's too much of it as well. They just they talk basically incessantly all the way through. Um, it's yeah, it's not a great game, unfortunately. And uh, my review will be. Short and sweet this week. There's not much to talk about. There really isn't a lot to talk about. So, yeah. Um, avoid that one and uh, find yourself a fun kart racer. There isn't that. Um, I still recommend, especially on, on PS5 and Xbox, Disney Speedstorm is a cracking uh, racer. Um, and it's free to play as well. So that makes it even better. So be sure to check it out. But, yeah. DreamWorks or Star Kart Racing is not it, unfortunately. Um, it can go in the pile of generic IP kart races um, in the same vein as the Nickelodeon one. And I don't know, there's, there's loads more that I can't even think of right now. But yeah, sadly, um, it did not reach those heights that I was hoping. And uh, I was hoping for a fun Shrek experience. I did not get a fun Shrek experience. Um, I just miss Shrek. I need to have a Shrek movie in my life, to be honest. I think that's what I'm really looking for. So, yeah, unfortunately, DreamWorks All-Star Car Racing is not the one, but we move and we'll find something else to play, I'm sure. Very exciting. Right then, it is quiz time with our quiz master, Miles Thompson. How many wins is Josh on now? <laughs> None. None. <laughs> he was dethroned. I won last week. No, he did actually win last week, yeah. Yeah, he did. And the eight weeks before that. Uh, nope. We got to stop this. We have to can't. We 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 have to keep this down. Yeah, this... It's, gonna, it's getting out of hand. It's now there are just... two of them. Yeah, the quiz is in my hand. What? We'll we'll see at the end of this one. <laughs> I'm like Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet. I've got like a win for each gem. I think Josh is getting very into uh, dictator character regarding the quiz. 
I think you spent too much time with a reality stone, to be honest. I need to pull that one out. <laughs> Banter. Alrighty. Uh, it's a standard quiz. The first five questions are winter themed. So that should help hey! you slightly with some of the answers. Because it's cold. Yeah, because it's freezing up in Stoke-on-Trent and the north. So I decided that was awful. I'm very sorry. Uh, but yeah, I thought I'd uh, inspire that as part of the quiz. Uh, are we ready? You might also. You might also get reprimanded by saying Stoke is the north when there's more north com- yeah. uh, towns. Yeah. I don't. Much. I also don't care. I enjoy it. It's north. it's north to us. <laughs> I'm yeah. just enjoying the controversy at this point. I'm just going to bask in it. <laughs> you haven't done yeah. your accident outside of your house, have you? I haven't. No, no. I just haven't gone out of my house at all, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> he tries to... He tries to speak to people with that accent. You know, like if he goes shopping, he's like, hello, and stuff like that. Just to Get like, out, Chuck. Yeah, just to ingratiate himself, uh, but yeah. no one's buying it. It's how you blend in, I've heard, although it's not doing a very good job for me so far, it must be said. <laughs> I can't understand why. Mm. Um, okay, quiz time. Let's do this. Uh, question number one. What was the third entry in the Metro series titled? Oh, Roscoe. Metroid Winter. Uh, it was Metro, uh, and it was not Metroid Winter. Oh, I thought you said Metroid. Sorry. No, no. Okay, you can have another go if you uh, want to, because that was a miss here. Metro, last Redux, no, no. N- Knuckles, Nipples. <laughs> Good effort, but no. Uh, you were close-ish. No, not really. Uh, Kat, you're next. There's one of a number, and that's the only one I know. And if it's that one, then it's Metro 2033. But I know that I don't think that's the right one. Is that your final answer? Well, it's going to have to be. It's my only answer. (laughs) (laughs) It is incorrect, I'm afraid. It is not Metro 2033. Josh? You say third as if it's not the latest one. Mm Mm-hmm. But I feel like, oh. yeah, I, I don't know. Is it? It's got to be winter themed. Is it Metro Exodus? It is Metro Exodus. Oh, okay. That that was the latest one, wasn't it? It is. So yeah. There, there, that that's a tricky wording there. That's my guy. <laughs> Had to make it interesting somehow, didn't I? True. Um, so yes, yeah, so it was. It was indeed Metro Exodus. Is that winter themed? It is because they go up to the surface and it's snowy. Not me thinking that Metro Exodus was just its title. Like, I just thought that was like... Oh, you thought like, the series like... was called Metro Exodus? Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, it's because no, they leave no. the underground in Exodus, hence the, the name. There's, there's one in between that. I think you said the first one, Yes, 2033. Roscoe actually said the second one because he said Metro Last Light. And Last that is light, the answer. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so we kind of got them all there, really. Yeah, between you, you got every answer. <laughs> We covered all bases. Well done, team. Well done. Uh, but Josh, well done to you because you got the point. Not very winter themed. It is. It is winter themed. It's snowy. All right. Yeah. How many oh. games have snow, snow in them, Miles? Well, when does snow happen, Roscoe? Um, I'm sorry. We're talking about global warming. Snow can happen at any time. Well, there isn't global warming in the metro and, world and because it's all been happens every fucking day. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh fucking! Uh, I remember it. <laughs> I remember a snow day in April, which mm. is pretty much spring at that point. Wow. And if you I go to North Wales, it's snowing in February. 
Yeah, all right. So, well, anyway, it's a quiz now. It's not a winter theme. You've ruined it. So we'll just carry on as normal, but it's no longer winter themed. <laughs> right. Number wow. two, this 2016 winter sports game was published by Ubisoft and eventually ended up on PS Plus. Which game was it? Uh, yeah, not so cocky now, are we? Uh, cat. King 2016. Skiing 2016. <laughs> skiing. Yeah. Ski sports. Oh, I'd love ski to see them announce that. Like, the Game Awards. Skiing 2016. Uh, hey, listen, it doesn't have a fun ring to it. Yeah, I'm afraid it is not skiing 2016. Oh, bloody. You might have just helped Roscoe there. Roscoe. Steep. It is steep. Well done. Yeah. Oh, shit. I was going to say oh, Mario Sonic steep. at the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so... Don't you mean the Winter Olympics? Uh, there might have been Winter <laughs> There was a Winter Olympics. That's what one, I was yeah. kind of... Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Oh, steep yeah. was a banger, though. Steep was a banger. It was very I never underrated. ended up playing it. It made me sad. I actually really wanted to try it, but I just never got around to it. Well, you can get it now on Ubisoft Plus. Oh, I actually have one in my library. Skiing 2016 is awesome. Yeah, such a oh good God. game. That Ten third level. Oh. Yeah. Where you um like ski on lava. Yeah, great. Oh, the lava skiing. Oh, it's just great. The best I've heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh question number three. On what year oh, oh god. On what day of the year does Batman Arkham Origins take place? Roscoe. Christmas Eve. It's not Christmas Eve. Fuck! It's Christmas Day! Cat, you're next. Christmas Day? It is Christmas Day. Well done. Son of a bitch! I'm oh, sorry, Ross. Son of a bitch. Oh, son of a bitch. You were very close to that one. Oh, Charlie, how I met your mother there. That's a, that, that's a throwback. Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, question number four. The indie Sand title... Sand castles in the sand. Sorry, gone. That's all right, don't worry. <laughs> uh, the indie title Never Alone features a child attempting to escape an endless blizzard with what kind of animal companion? Roscoe. He's a little fox. He is a little fox, well done. He's a cute little fox. He is a very cute little fox. He is fox. a cute little fox, yeah. Uh, the ice cap zone has Sonic drifting down slopes on a snowboard in which Sonic game? Roscoe. Sonic Hedgehog 3. Fucking hell, you are correct. Bah. A man knows a Sonic. Uh, okay, that's the end of the winter slash not wintry now themed uh, section. Right, of the on to summer. Let's let's go summer theme cards. E- yep, sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> uh, number six in twenty twelve. Which game? Wait, Ross has the- a question, or he's cheating. Sorry, I'm sending a DM to Ethan Lawrence. <laughs> Apologies. Um, <laughs> right, I'm back. Okay. In 2012, which game won the BAFTA Game of the Year award? There wasn't a Game Awards thing that then. Uh, Roscoe. Dishonored. Jesus, that is knowledge. Yes, Jesus it was. Well Christ. done. Christ. I remember it well because I was sat in my caravan on a holiday park watching the awards. Oh, fair play. Drinking Dr. Pepper. And I just spoke to my dad saying that I was, I was having a really rough time and I wanted to come home. And then Dishonored won and I was really happy and then played it for the rest of the night. Oh. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and question number seven. Call of Duty introduced what game mode whereby players engage in hide and seek while looking like barrels, boxes, lights, and other random objects? Cat. Huh. What was it? Sorry, I didn't hear you at first. 
I don't know what the official name is, but I want to say it's called Prop Hunt. It is called Prop Hunt. Well done. Oh, oh fuck, I thought I like, you were asking what game it was. No, oh, no, fuck. the game mode. Uh, well, I'm quick. still going to win this one. Don't worry, guys. You still, if you I'm get still winter land question. as well. I still have to like remember. I have to remember that we're not talking about winter answers. So I have to fill some of my brain. Um, question number eight: Where does Rise of the Tomb Raider take place? Josh, is it Serbia? It is not Serbia. Cat. Uh, no. It's Siberia. It is Siberia. Oh, <laughs> oh, Serbia is a very unlucky guess. To be fair, it was so close. Um, in the Uncharted it's a movie, tomato, tomato, fucker. <laughs> it's the same thing. Uh, in the Uncharted movie, who played Nathan Drake and Sully, or both? Roscoe. Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. It was indeed the most miscast film of all time. Honestly, shocking. A shocking that Mark Wahlberg got Sully. Are you yeah. fucking serious? Really bad disgusting. times. <laughs> disgusting. Disgusting. I stand by it's a good film, but it's not a good Uncharted film. Watch it's it for like the fun. Gate, great great fun game, game but it's not a good Bond's Gate game. I mean, game of the year, yes. though. Game Awards <laughs> would disagree, but all right. Yeah, well, Game Awards was somewhere else. <laughs> Fuck you, Def you know nothing. Yeah, you bitch. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, and question number 10 which 2019 Bioware flop promised we could be Iron Man but ended up cancelled in 2021 before its revamp was even completed Roscoe Anthem it was Anthem well done <laughs> what a shit show that game was Ugh. well this has mm. been a quite a powerful showing from Roscoe this week he's uh, raked in six points uh, Josh you came in with one Kat you came in with three points How's that there, Apples Thompson? Well done, Roscoe. It's really nice to win four in a row, uh, to be honest. But you mean six? No, I'm not that egotistical. I wouldn't stretch that uh, far. That'd be crazy, oh, yeah. wouldn't it? I mean, yeah, that would be crazy. Oh, yeah, your eighth is next week, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Now, that was a nice quiz, but I really enjoyed that one. <laughs> yeah, really? That surprises <laughs> me. <laughs> nope, glad you enjoyed it. Uh... All right. Well, thank you very much. No worries at all. Uh, Rather, let's get into the news. And it's been a fairly quiet week for news, but there have been a few things that we can jump into, including the game that we just don't talk about enough on this podcast, I don't think. Um, Should we talk about The Last of Us Part 2? Because I feel like it's about time we got its rewards on on this podcast. Because The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered has been officially announced for PS5 Upgrade path included, which means PS4 owners can upgrade to the PS5 version for 10 quid! What a result. Um, Speaking, it's uh, Jordan Midler on VGC. He's not even speaking, he's typing. Focus, Ross. Following the earlier leaks, Naughty Dog have officially announced The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered. The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered for PS5. The game, which will release on PS5 on January 19th, 2024, will also receive a physical deluxe edition. WLF edition will include a steelbook display case, Four enamel pins, a Washington Liberation front patch, a total of 47 Society of Champions trading cards, including eight holographic cards. This version of the game will be exclusively available at PlayStation Direct 
in the US, the UK, Germany, France, Italy, Spain, Portugal, and Austria. Nordedog have also confirmed that the PS4 owners will be able to upgrade to the PS5 version for the game for £10, which is a nice little result. The remaster will also include full DualSense support, developer commentary, and some lost levels, including levels that were ne- never made it into the game's final release. There's also native 4K output in Fidelity Mode, 14040 upscale to 4K in Performance Mode, an unlocked frame rate option for TV to support VAR, increased texture resolution, increased level of detail distances, improved shadow quality, animation sampling rates, la da 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 Basically, things look a little bit shinier. But most importantly, I think, in my personal opinion, there's a guitar free play mode where you can choose your character and you can sit there and just play the guitar all day long. Um, and it features FX pedals and new modes and new instruments. To be honest, that's why I'm going to be buying this thing because that sounds like a lot of fun. Now, this is where it gets interesting because you may have, if you are a long-term listener of the podcast, you'll know that about a year ago, uh, myself, Toby, Mars and Cut sat down and had a big old chat about The Last of Us Part 2. And, well, it was divided, shall we say. So I'm going to go now. Cat, for an upgrade fee, are you going to buy this new remastered version of The Last of Us Part 2? No. Um, because... What I don't understand is that the game is already 50 years long. Like, so there's like three lost levels. Like, what's what's another two years added to the 50, 50 years that the game already is? <laughs> don't understand. Just put the levels in. It's already long enough. You weren't doing it for time, were you? Because <laughs> it's so long, Ross. Fucking hell. It's a very long no, game. Um, right. It's a such long game. Uh, no, I'm not. But I am really, really glad the PlayStation are doing that and not pulling a. Here's The Last of Us Part 1 for 70 quid. Mm. <laughs> um, so it's nice to have the 10 pound upgrade fee. Big win, big win for that. Um, looking forward to what you are going to create on your guitar player free mode. Um, oh my God, I can't wait. Yeah, um, but no, I probably won't be jumping back in. I've got no, more chance of jumping in back into the first one than I have the second one. But mm, That's fair. That's fair. I know you're a big fan of the second one. Such a fan, such a big fat fan <laughs> of the second one. Can't wait to season two, Last of Us, because God, it's just going to follow my favorite bit of the game. Yeah, you're going to love it. You're going to absolutely um, love it. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be great. It's going to be something. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be something. Something that I'm not going to pay ten pound to dive into, but uh, it is going to be something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Miles Thompson, what do you think yeah. about this new shiny package of The Last of Us Part 2? I mean, it's not that much shinier, mainly because the game still looks better than 95% of PS5 games today. Um, I, I do think one of The Last of Us 2's biggest achievements was its uh, technical performance and just its graphics anyway. Um, part of me feels like it didn't really need a remaster because, like I said, it still looks incredible. Um but I think, like Kat mentioned, this is far less egregious than The Last of Us 1 remake, um, which was £70 for effectively a rebuilt game without its multiplayer um, taken away. Um, whereas this has, you know, the new roguelike mode. It's got some new character models that you can play as. Um, obviously, the lost levels that you get to experience, which for a lot of people will be quite cool, as well as the dev diaries. So I think for a £10 upgrade fee, I think that's pretty fair for what they're offering with this. 
Um, and I think part of the reason this exists is probably because factions has completely gone by the wayside and disappeared. Um, so I suspect maybe Naughty Dog need a bit of a cash influx just to keep them going while they move on to their next. I think they're working on a fresh IP first and they're doing The Last of Us Part 3 next. Um, so I think they're probably looking just to make a bit of extra money just to tide them over for the next kind of fiscal year. Um, but yeah, I, I think the package itself is good um, in terms of value for returning players. And then obviously, I don't think it's necessary for kind of people going into the game for the first time because you can pick up the original. It still looks great. I don't think you're getting like a, a definitive version of the game with this. Um, and you can probably get it cheaper as the PS4 version with the PS5 patch on it. Um, but I think it's a nice option for people who really love the game, i.e. not me, <laughs> who want to go back to that world and re-experience it again. And the faster loading times, I think in particular, will be a massive boost because the loading times were fucking long on that game. Um, yes. So, yeah, I don't feel angry about it. I, like I said, it's not going to be for me because I didn't enjoy it the first time around anyway, and I have no interest in playing it again. Um, but I think for those um the the majority of people who really did enjoy the game um you know for a tenor it's a good excuse to go back and replay it and enjoy it and get another 25 hours worth of your life taken by a misery simulator 2020 <laughs> um but yeah no i think it's an all right deal and it makes sense for naughty dog to kind of patch up given that factions has fallen through so yeah it makes sense from all sides sort of i think that the fact that the, the biggest issue that Naughty Dog had at that point was The Last of Us Part 1 looks better than The Last of Us Part 2. So this is why there's a remaster, I think. So they're on a level playing field visually. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I guess. Yeah, it does make sense, to be fair. I think um, The Last of Us Part 1's graphical overhaul was quite good, but yeah, it just wasn't worth £70. Oh, The Last of Us? I was playing it earlier today, actually. It looks, It just still looks amazing. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah. Well, we hold out for that Last of Us Part Two remake that would inevitably come in the next three years. Oh, I can't wait! I can't wait to go through it all over again, Roscoe. When they charge us seventy pound for the same game again, what are they going to do when the series two comes out? Of course, they're going to re-release the game. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you need another remaster. Only this time it's re-remastered, even better with um uh, a new mode where you can fire a bow at targets or something. There you go. Thirty quid. Thanks. This is now what the sixth iteration of a game in that series, and there's only two games in the series. Literally, literally it's actually getting a bit egregious now. <laughs> <laughs> Very impressive. Very impressive, Sony. Well done. Uh Josh, what do you make of this uh package? Package? That's a weird word to say. What do you make of this remaster? Um, yeah, to be fair, like you said, the overall package is pretty decent. Um, what it has to offer is more than I guess. The part one had to offer in terms of its digital content. Uh, the first one was just a game, and I think some people were disappointed in that, that the graphical overhaul wasn't enough for them to justify the price. This, on the other hand, circumvents that by adding things that we don't really get in games, you know, like unfinished levels. Like That's kind of like DVD bonus features type stuff, which I'd love to see more games kind of um take advantage of like that's stuff like that is so interesting behind the behind the scenes stuff is always interesting so to get to play like sort of levels that we could have had that 
might flesh out certain aspects of the story would be really interesting. I also kind of interested in the roguelike mode, how that would work, how expansive that mode is, or if it's just a bit of a gimmick mode. That oh yeah, had- yeah, yeah. So there is a roguelike mode out- coming called No Return, isn't there? Which is a, just a yes, yeah, roguelike mode where you play as any character you want. You just tear through. Level upon level. Yeah, yeah that sounds, sounds interesting. Yeah, it sounds like a. Is it a level? Is it like you play the game and like a maybe a, a streamlined version of the game where you do all the combat scenarios and the more you get, I guess. I don't know. We'll we'll I'm close sure. it to the time. I'm sure we'll know more about it. Uh, mm. But yeah, that's that sounds interesting. Uh, but I think I'm in kind of in agreement with everyone else that the the timing is just a little bit too soon. We've really not come that far away from The Last of Us Part 2. We've not seen anything from Naughty Dog new besides a TV show that they had nothing to do with. They just had their IP used for a TV show. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm a little bit like, really, again, like you want to charge and people will buy it because there's that continuity, like Part one's, Part one Special Edition, which you own, and Part 2... <laughs> has a really nice like synergy to with them like if you're um a sucker like me like no seeing that part one uh still book and then the part two still book being like almost like one big piece of art you yeah kinda, oh yeah i kind of need that yeah but you, really you don't annoying. but for me something like that is really like oh yeah i must get that because i've got the first one i need the second one too now yeah, so the, um, the synergy between the artwork for part one and part two is yeah irritating to say the least. <laughs> yeah, and and what is also irritating is that we know a third one's coming out because yeah. they've they've announced it basically. So it's not even like the end of a you know. I think with uh, TV shows for me, even if I love the TV show, I normally just wait until the whole TV show ends and get the one big box set as opposed to buying season after season yeah um I, the rule to that is, the exception to that is true detective because they're like their own series and their own stories but normally i'd wait till the end and games aren't like that they you don't you never know when they end they'll never do like a final 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 package because you know it's it's video games they'll resell the game as many times as they want because you know look at skyrim uh so yeah, I think it's just I, I I'm overall just thinking it's too soon, it's not the right time. Even maybe a year after, ha- just a little bit further away from it. 24, 2024, 2025, then we kind of get into the stage where, oh, actually, yeah, we could see a, a big difference in the graphical fidelity. The modes for me aren't enough to be like, yeah, I'm gonna drop another. I mean, I'll I'll be the ten pounds for me because I own it, but um it still stands that like the full price thing is kind of like for people that love the series uh not so much people that are just getting into it nobody's buying the wlf edition if they don't know what the game is Mm. so yeah yeah uh it's it's a it's a weird place for naughty dog at the moment i think with the whole announcement of their multiplayer kind of getting a real big revision thanks to bungie um and then no no news of their other IP that they've announced, which we don't really know about. They just have announced a game 
and and a sequel that yeah it's 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 really like there's no other studio that's doing that right now that's kind of focusing on releasing besides gta (laughs) but there's no other studios that are like releasing their game again so soon after you know relative success and yeah it's a bit it's a i've got a weird taste in my mouth from just having knowing that it's only like two months away when it felt like yesterday i played the last of us part two yeah i know what you mean it's that is a um a fair it's fair comments all around you know it is it is soon and it is a little bit egregious to a point um I know I'm gonna. I mean, I know I'm. I know I'm gonna buy. It. I'm an idiot. Of course, I'm gonna buy it. Um, I'm gonna get the upgrade at least, and whether or not I get the WLF edition. Um, I did get it six months down the line after the release of Part One, so I didn't get it immediately. But that's yeah. still. But those comic books were just fucking hell. They were just calling to me, and I, 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 I was really pissed off when I bought it, <laughs> but I did it anyway. Um, so yeah. you know, it's just one of those things. But uh, yeah, I think. This is definitely, you know, a little bit of fan service. I like the idea that they're they're including deleted levels. I mean, that's something you don't see often in remasters. Um, you know, I think deleted scenes and stuff in films are very common, but deleted levels are something that's very fairly un- uncommon in, in games. Um, so that's quite interesting. Um, whether or not they're going to be finished and polished is kind of a whole new story. I don't think they will be, from what I've read. Um, so that should be interesting, but. Yeah, it's. I don't know whether they need a sort of additional funding for whatever they're currently working on. I mean, who knows? Um, I think it, it'll That's probably what it feels like. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still one announced. I still, I imagine we'll hear about that maybe next year. I don't know when, but um, you know, Drockman reveals stuff as and when he wants to, and so it's going to be. I feel like it's going to be a way off, but um, yeah. With the TV show and now this and the last was part one that was only was it this year or was it last year was it last year it was last year wasn't it yeah it was this time last year I think yeah yeah it feels like there's been a lot of Last of Us and yeah, yeah it's not necessarily a bad thing because it is it is wonderful but it's like okay we gotta we gotta we, we gotta see something new now we gotta we gotta, we gotta move on for a bit let it lie I don't want it to go away but let's uh, put it to rest for the moment um, much like Star Wars much like the MCU. Just let lie for a minute, and uh, and then we'll be excited when it comes back. And so that's that's sort of my view on it. Um, but at the same time, yeah, ten pound upgrade, I'm there. If I can make a whole album on edited guitar, I will. I'm very excited to do so. Oh dear. Um, all right then, let's get into some more interesting news. Depending on who you ask, um, Spyro the Dragon is coming. To Crash Team Rumble. You heard that first, my friends. Spyro the Dragon is coming to Crash Team Rumble. This is Mr. Chris Scullion over at VGC. Spyro the Dragon is coming to Crash Team Rumble as the game continues to struggle to gain traction. The game's third season, which will be called All Fired Up, will begin on December 7th and includes Spyro as a playable character. The current second season, which is called Party Mode, adds Ripto as a new playable character. It also adds a new minefield power, two new maps, some limited time modes, and a premium battle pass with 100 tiers of content. Crash Team Rumble, which was released in June, is a multiplayer spin-off of the Crash Bandicoot series, in which two teams of four players compete to get the most Wampa fruit. The game has struggled to find a dedicated audience just a week after launch. It was noted that a total number of Twitch users watching Crash Team Rumble streams at any time was so low that it would often sink to double figures. 
at the time of writing, this has continued to sink to the point that the game is often not being streamed on Twitch by anyone. Dun, dun, dun. Right, there's only one person to ask about this. Cat Sparrow, your boy's back. Are you jumping back into CTR? My boy, my boy in the dragon. Um, yes, I will be. Um, Hell yeah. I'm really excited. I'm a bit kind of like a bit sick of them lumping Spyro as if he is an extension of Crash. They did it with Crash 4 as well. Like, he is his own entity with his own franchise, <laughs> a very beloved franchise, which which they've not fucking touched since the Reignited trilogy in, what, 2018? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wish they would just fucking make Spyro 4, like, Jesus. So they did, like, this really nice level on Crash 4 um, where you can see an inflatable Spyro. And people were like, chomping at a bit about what this meant for Spyro as a franchise um and then there was nothing for a really long time and now there's this and it's really interesting isn't it that like the article that you just read infers that they've needed to pull out some big guns and so they've chosen Spyro which I love it's very flattering um Josh made a really really good point so I'll completely credit Josh for this and I'm sorry Josh if you're about to say this um, but Josh made a really good point that they might be using this to gauge interest for Spyro 4 to see mm. if it is worth developing. Um, and for that reason, regardless, and I, I fucking hate that it's going to be on Xbox if Spyro 4 comes out, but I will be jumping into CTR um, for that reason, because I want to support the the influx. I think it'll be really exciting. Of course, we'll you know, We'll just get, you know, a team of eight. There's probably just eight Spyros fucking around. And <laughs> we'll jump in. Um, I will jump in. I'll check out the new levels. But, yeah, I'm really, really glad. Um, but also, I think that they just need to shit or get off the pot. I don't feel like they can keep bringing in this hype and not doing anything about it. Because there were some really strong clues in in Crash 4. It's about time that, that the Spyro kind of universe was being taken like further and a lot more seriously. And um, potentially something was in, in development. And maybe something is in development. Maybe it is on its last legs and, and they're going to... This is like part the start of a hype train. Or it could be Josh's theory and it could be the start of actually really checking if this is worth developing. I don't think there is a question of whether it should be developed or not. I do think there is huge audience out there waiting for Spyro 4. But, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited that he's not dead in the water. I guess that's a, that's a really big positive as well, is that when these franchises have not been around for five, six years, you start to worry that the last we saw, maybe the Reignited trilogy was the end. Um, and so the fact that they are still creating assets... It's still really exciting. So that's positive, positives and negatives. But my negatives are simply just like, just make his fucking game. Just come on, Toys for Bob. Just make the fucking game. Like, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, oh, it's all in Phil Spencer's court now. He's got to, yeah. he's got to, he's got to make the green light. And you know, Xbox have haven't got a long history of announcing games. And then absolutely nothing happening. So you know, should be fine. <laughs> exactly. Should be fine. Um, yeah, this is interesting, isn't it? It's it's Crash Team Rumble. It's a it's a fun game, isn't it? It's not you know it's it's just didn't change the world, but it's a fun game. It's and... a fun game. I'm su- I'm not surprised that the streaming is so low. I guess it's fun to play. I don't know if it's fun to watch. Mm, 
I think that's without fair. playing. Like I, I think people can really get into the aspect of Fortnite and really root on the one person that you're potentially watching. I don't know if even though people watch sport all the time, I don't know if Crash Team Mobile is the type of game where people can really focus and have their attention on one player because it is a, such a team effort. It's mm. so like I don't know if FIFA gets streamed heavily, you know, for that for that kind of principle. I don't know. Um so yeah. Mm. Mm, Thompson, are we jumping back in with Cap to check out the old dragon? I never uh, got to play CTR. I tried the beta, um, but I never had the full release. We couldn't share it, I think, because of the way the code came in or something, and something of how it worked. Um, but the bit of it I played in the beta I thought was fun, but even from when I just played, like, the few matches of the beta, I was like, I don't know how, many, how like long the legs are on this game. Um, I think Spyro being added is a nice touch, um, and I think Spencer recently did say that they want to go and revisit all of the old IPs that are within their wheelhouse now, um, which I think bodes well, because I think Spyro would be an easy win of those old IPs. Um, Mm. But like you've touched on, Microsoft have quite the tendency of saying, hey, look at all these games we're making, and then nothing for like two years. (laughs) Yeah. so in a way, I think it's probably more promising for Spyro now, now that Microsoft are involved and Phil Spencer's involved, than it would have been under pure Activision. I don't really think Activision had any interest of making a Spyro game simply because I don't think they saw it as making the kind of money they would want to make. Um, whereas now I think Spencer will probably be more willing to take a punt on it and hope that it will find its niche. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think CTR itself isn't doing great um it's just kind of fallen by the wayside as we kind of expected but i'm actually kind of impressed that they are still supporting the game up to this stage and maybe the player base is a bit higher than maybe some of the stats show but yeah i think it's good that it's even being supported to its current place given the relatively low viewer and player count that's been reported over places um but yeah more spire is always a good thing but let's just hope like cat alluded to and josh alluded to that um yeah this is the the beginning of something bigger for Spyro, not just the, hey, here's Spyro, just like Sam Fisher. He exists still. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That oh, was man, Spyro, Josh, is, so. um, Spyro is being Sam Fisher, isn't he? Bloody hell. Very much so. I still remember that fucking Ghost Recon Wildlands reveal of Sam uh, Fisher. And yeah. I swear to God, raging. <laughs> it's, it's interesting, isn't it? It makes you wonder why, you know, CTR is a lot of fun, but it, may, it makes you wonder why it was even released in the first place. Mm-hmm. What were Activision trying to gauge? Were they trying to gauge interest in a new Crash or a new Spyro? Maybe they were, you know? Potentially. I think they were just trying to capitalize on the live service trend and they thought that Crash would be an easy win because Crash Team Racing did well and they managed to monetize that pretty effectively. Um, so I suspect they maybe thought, well, if we can do it with the team racing, what about a team battle royale style game? That's the new trend and yeah. completely fumbled it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I suspect it was more just a, a bit of an opportunistic gamble, which didn't pay off. Josh, what do you reckon? You seem to have opinions on this. You've been quoted twice already. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, we kind of had that discussion uh, after I showed the poster into the slack cat didn't kind of clock it until like the couple of days ago about it and was like shook that spyro was going to be in the game um yes and because so i thought you were like referring to my blood pressure because it said all fired up so i was like lol yeah that fucking game's still mm. around <laughs> oh you didn't know spyro in the commented no you didn't know spyro in the poster 
I just saw Joshua showing that there was a new season and then I saw the title and I was like, lol, all fired up. Like, that's how the game made me feel because everyone's commented about how they've not seen me as angry on, like, party chat as they have on CTR. Whereas like, I've just thought that, you know, Dead by Daylight was way worse, but apparently not. Um, so, yeah, no, I had no idea. And then um, Miles went, are you going to be returning to Crash now that um, Spiro's in it? And I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, Josh literally posted it on the Slack yesterday, and I was like, oh. and yeah, then it all came together. So that's amazing. Yeah, I'm just pretty stupid this week. So. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. Please continue. Um, yeah, and they have stolen all of my ideas through conversation on this podcast. So uh, I have nothing else intelligent to say. But <laughs> um, no, I am. I'm happy that they're still supporting it because. God damn it. I had a lot of fun with you guys playing this. Um, probably some of the, it was more fun than I would give it credit for. Uh, Cause it just, there was something about it. There was just, it's so smooth. Like the gameplay just works so well. And I think their balancing was so impressive for a game such in early stages with that roster of characters that they've got. Like it really could have gone one way or the other there was no like one character that everyone had to be because they were the best one like it was about creating a formula of characters and doing the best at what they do so i hope that this support just means that we'll go further with the game um i think there's been a few people that have said stuff about how it should be free to play and i think that's true too i think if we if if they make it free to play charge for the battle pass they will see such an uptick in player base because there is a game there. Uh, I know what Cat means about whether it can be a game that can be watched. It does feel like it. it's hard to like enjoy as a passive experience, but to play it and to be able to have a game that will constantly evolve uh, with such impressive gameplay and very similar to... It felt a lot like, uh, like a Super Smash Bros, but objective based and overwatch and kind of all those games that are like the best at what they do and if i can compare them to those games then they're onto a winner they've just like released it in a really odd way uh and i think spyro is trying to keep like trying to get more players back in or in for the first time because people like cat love spyro and it's not been enough spyro in their lives um for as of late so we'll see i'm hope i'm hoping there's like a decent future for it because out of the live service type games that we've had in the past few years this is one of the better ones i think i'm on mute um yeah um i agree i think that um i think it was fun and i think it deserves a bigger audience um but it's yeah maybe not Super fun to to kind of uh, watch, but man, it's fun to play. It's absolutely bonkers. Um, so I really hope that Spyro at least gets some more people in, um, and uh, and it, yeah, gives it a little bit of a uh, bit of a kick, a bit of lease of life, uh, because it is fun and it's um, certainly worth a play. I mean, once it hits Game Pass, then maybe that's maybe that's his rightful home. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, for now, as long as there's an audience. Uh, for it, then uh, once it reaches Game Pass, I think it'll. Uh, I think it'll probably do pretty well once it's on there. 
But um, fingers yeah. crossed, we get like an Activision family type game that it's more than just Crash. It's like things that you see from Activision, like uh, Lilith from Diablo Four, or something silly like that being a character. <laughs> yeah, like just go go wild with it, and and I think that's what Fortnite, why Fortnite does so well, because there's just so many different characters from different audiences that just go like, oh well. My favorite person's on Fortnite, so I best play Fortnite. And they could do this with CTR as well. Yeah, I mean, not just Activision. I mean, now it's all under one one thing, isn't it? I mean, they could get Bethesda characters in there. Very true. They get Master Chief. Yeah, uh, exactly. You know, a banjo. Who knows? Who could turn up? It could be a, a real smorgasbord of people, but I guess it needs all the of the battle toads. Yeah, exactly. All of them. Every single one. Uh, yeah, some Forza cars. I don't know. Uh, Joanna Dark, that'd be fun. Put her in a goddamn game. I need to play for Dark. Um, yeah, all right then. So yeah, we will uh, be jumping back into CTR. We shall report back in December. All right then. And uh, finally, I will go into a little bit of breaking news. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy is number one in the software charts, beating Spidey and COD um, since its release on Nintendo Switch. Um, so... Yeah, congrats to Hogwarts. Hooray. I mean, we're definitely getting a sequel now. I mean, that's that's absolutely guaranteed. It's got to be. Uh, so, happy days to Hogwarts Legacy. I saw it running on Switch, and you know what? They've done a pretty good job. I think it, I think it looks all right. Um, there's been very little complaints about it. Um, this delay that they had between releases was probably much needed um, to get it running smoothly, and I think they've done all right. So, um, yeah, all of our cynicism, lest it go away, because obviously... They've uh, they've absolutely crushed it, and it's number one. So well done to them. Doesn't look um, as good as the Mortal Kombat Switch version. It looks so much better than that. You oh, believe it? that's surprising. Yeah, that yeah. game looked great. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, very quickly then. This is uh, probably one just for miles, but uh, Dragon's Dogma Two's release date has leaked as the game is rated in Europe. The Dragon's Dogma Two release date was seeming to be Friday, March twenty second, twenty twenty four. That's according to the European classification body peggy which is listing the unannounced release date alongside an 18 rating for the game capcom now appears to confirm dragon's Dogma 2 release date next week when it holds a product showcase for the ps5 xbox series x and pc title according to the japanese publisher it would include a brand new gameplay reveals and an info-packed 15 minute live stream hosted by the director and the producer mars happy days dragon's Dogma 2 is not that far away apparently Woo! fucking buzzing i know i'm the only one who cares but dragon's dog was amazing and it's very underappreciated for how good a game it is so i'm absolutely hyped for the second one all right then that's all there is to it yeah that's and fine I mean... that, that's cool that's, <laughs> that, that, that's all i need um anyone else excited for dragon's dog too yeah why not cool Let's hope you can get some more uh, berserk stuff in there. You could get like the armor set and the weapons. Um, so, all my anime fans out there, let's go. Hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> I don't forget, Mars. Capcom still have this one big announcement to make before the end of the year. Stop it. They that is going to be the announcement, isn't it? Isn't that Dragon's Dogma Two is going to? No, be the they game said. That feels that they said they've got an unannounced title to be revealed before the end of the year. <sighs> Don't do this to me. Don't. I can't. Could it be no, the Dragon's Dogma 2 live stream? <laughs> Maybe. Ooh, exciting times. Exciting times. I'm not getting excited. I'm not doing it. No. No. Should no. we call it Dino Dogma? 
very quickly, there was some news today about that Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake. Um, apparently, it's dead. Apparently, it's completely dead in the water and not currently in development. Oh, dear. Um, Giant Bombs reporter Jeff Grubb. You should follow on Twitter. He's awesome. Um, he said the rumor was that it got taken away from Aspio, which has done a lot of these Star Wars remasters and moved over to Saber Interactive. There have been rumors that it's been moved elsewhere. And since then, I just want to clear it up. This game is not being worked on right now. Full stop. This game is not being worked on in any way at the studio. Um, if you might remember back in September, Sony deleted the trailer from its YouTube channel. Um, citing expired music licenses, but you know, we were like, yeah, whatever. But then all the any music in it. <laughs> but then exactly. But then all their social media posts about the game disappeared as well. Um, and Grub wanted to reiterate to 100% confirm it: the game is not being worked on. He also heard echoes that Sony wants absolutely nothing to do with this going forward. Oh, what the hell happened, Miles? Maybe Microsoft are going to buy it so that they can leave it in development <laughs> hell. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they came to an agreement. Microsoft are like, no, no, we buy all the projects that never get released. Um, so yeah, I don't know because the hype for this was big. Like people were really keen, and Knights of the Old Republic is a really beloved game. Mm. Um, so it seemed like a slam dunk for Sony. You know, when we all saw the tree, uh, the teaser, um, it really struck. We were all excited. Well, I was definitely excited. Um, and I felt like the community was super keen for it too. And it looked banging from the tiny snippet that we got with no music. Um, so yeah, I don't know what's happened here, but something bad has gone down with this development. I, it must've been a complete and utter shit show. And Sony were like, nope, we're not doing this. We're pulling out. And then I think maybe that's where the project's been canned probably. Um, yeah, a real sad one. I was really excited for this. Yeah. Um, that seems to be no, like that's it. As far as we know, there's no news about this anywhere. Um, and it's, yeah, there's very little to go on other than it's just not happening. Uh, Saber Interactive were on it. Um, I mean, who knows? Maybe Sony wanted one of their studios to do it. Maybe wanted the bigger studio to to take the reins on it. Maybe they Sony were... Bend. Yeah, perhaps. They were all about their live services, weren't they, uh, for a while? And I would imagine they would turn this into a live service quite easily. Mm. Um, there you go. Um, this is obviously not confirmed, but um, Jeff Grubb is, uh, is a hugely respectable name in the industry, so um, yeah, I would take I would take that with uh, with a little bit of honesty, but hmm. shame, 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 shame indeed. All right, then we'll obviously keep an eye on that, and we'll update you should we hear anything in the near future. All right, let's get to recommendations. This is so we find something throughout the week that we want to share with you, our loyal listener, whether it be a game, a music video, or a movie, a TV show, <laughs> a Funko Pop, or a candle. Um, Kat, would you like to go first? What is your recommendation this week? My recommendation is a lovely little DLC with my review being up sometime this week um, of Lake. Ah. It's um, called Season's Greetings. If you love Lake, um, you will just love the DLC. It's not really doing anything exciting or you know new or anything like that. It is just driving around in the snow. But There's more Lake. Just more like, just more like, and do you know what? That's not always a bad thing. Terrific, you know, yeah, but just, just, yeah. <laughs> um, so instead of Meredith, you play as her dad, Thomas. Um, 
and just get to know the town people a little bit more. It feels like a little bit of a trip down memory lane. Um, you know, everything is snowy and wonderful and it's Christmassy and it's got the Christmas spirit and the community getting together. Um, it's got like a little storyline to it, like a really mini storyline. It's a couple of hours. Um, finished it Sunday. Um, I have no idea what happened to my voice then. I've got like some sort of like weird squeaky voice going on. Uh, but yeah, it's very, very lovely. Um, I, I'm not sure how much it is, but I can't imagine it's very expensive. So if you do just want more lake, there's no trophies though. So if you want more lake and you think, oh, that'll really fuck up my trophy. Lake. No, it won't because there's no trophies. <laughs> so you can just dive in and have more lake trophy hunter guilt free. That's what I'm talking about. So yes, my review will be up sometime this week. But that's basically going to be my review in a nutshell. So yeah. Oh man, I'm I'm pretty hyped. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, you'll like it, Ross. You will. Uh, $7.99 it is on PSN. Okay. So four pound an hour. There you go. What a result. Oh, um, I think it took a little bit more than two hours for me, but maybe that's because I was fucking around. I do like to just drive around. So of course. Uh, but yeah, yeah, but- very decent price for a lovely little DLC. Let's get back to Providence Oaks, eh, and just have a good time. You know what I mean? P.O. A good P.O. Yeah. A P.O. positive. That's what we like. Um, <laughs> Miles, what's your recommendation this weekend? Uh, mine's a tough one because the only thing I can recommend is the review game that I played this week. And it's a little bit hard to recommend, but I guess I can for a specific kind of person. Um, so I played the Kindman or Kinderman. Is it Kindman? I think it's Kindman Remedy. Um, it's out on Steam now, um, and I think it's planned for a console release at some point. Um, and it's basically Ravenous Devils, uh, i.e. like a kind of tycoon kind of clicker game. Um, but it's just not that good. It's based in a prison, and it's got a really cool setup where the idea is you either have to treat or poison inmates in order to either conduct your experiments or you treat them in order to get reputation points to expand your rooms and whatever. And it should be really good because it's based on like the whole idea that it's like an interactive saw movie where you get to do like crazy experiments where you can literally pick a saw and a person's genitalia and then, I don't know, presumably cut it off in the name of science. Who knows? Um, and the premise is excellent, but the actual game is just not. It's very, very middle of the road mediocre. And I had a lot more fun playing Ravenous Devils, um, even though I was a bit less interested in its setting compared to this. Um, it just fumbles a lot of things. You can only queue up three things at a time. Um, the gameplay gets quite stale really quickly, and you end up spending loads of time just watching this guy pick up corpses and put them on a cart. And then basically, he like plugs them into the wall. And then they just disappear, but you have to wait like 10 seconds for that to happen. And then you just watch that like four times. Um, so if you really like Ravenous Devils, like I did, then you might get a little something from this for like two hours. And then anything past that, it's not really worth it beyond that. But it's recommended for, you know, the first couple of hours of fun and then it gets boring. So, yeah, get it on a deal. OK, that's my recommendation. That's it's, an interesting it's, recommendation. It's a half hearted one. <laughs> Uh, Josh, what's your recommendation this week, though? Well, to counter Mars's half-heart recommendation, I'm going to give you a full-heart recommendation All right. for a mobile game called Gubbins. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, which pr- you probably don't, but if you do, you oh, probably... Oh, yeah. I saw that screenshot you posted earlier. Yeah. 
Uh, I've like, been posting fuck? a couple of my, <laughs> my gubbin screenshots. Uh, what it is, to be kind of reductive, is it's like a one-player Scrabble where you get a bunch of uh, tiles with words, with letters, uh, maybe a few letters all in one bunch. And you've just got to make words on this board. And there's good gubbins that will help you make either better words, stronger words, or change up your words. Because the more letters your word has, the bigger points you get. And then there's bad gubbins which try and interrupt it. Like they might flicker one of your tiles on the other end of the board or just get rid of it entirely or block you from progressing for a few for a few moves. And the goal is to just to get as high of a score with the with the words that you create on this board with the tiles of letters that are kind of like RNG, so you kind of don't know what you're gonna get. And I'm just having a blast with it. I'm getting I'm like at work if I've got a spare moment I'm playing gubbins there's like a daily mode that you can check out and it's a it's different kind of challenges each day and yeah it's my new word I've not played wordle since playing this uh and you get to make cool pictures out, out of the words that you create and there's like some backgrounds and stickers and stuff like that I've paid for the for the founders pack or whatever the starter pack because I really want to support this game they're a studio out from Australia uh, they've done a really great job with it. It's so simple yet so addictive. It's got a really cool hand drawn art style of this strange creature and like its little minions that are these gubbins. And I can't say enough nice things about it. Uh, and I keep sharing um, screenshots with my wife between each other, our gubbins words and scores and making funny sentences out of them. And yeah, it's an absolute delight. And I, implore everyone to download it because it's a free download and you get one free game a day and you can play the daily on top of that and yeah highly recommend it it's such a like good little um like respite moment type game where say you're like i did at work and i've just got a moment i can play it or before bed play a game before bed and stuff like that so yeah thoroughly recommend it all right, I'll check it out. Absolutely, I'm always looking for a mobile game. Um, I, got, I tend to jump off them fairly quickly, so yeah, if I can find one that I can stick around on, then yeah, I will check it out. Absolutely. Uh, what's our recommendation? I'm gonna um break the uh break the cycle here. I'm gonna recommend a TV show. Um, first thing I'm gonna recommend uh Scott Pilgrim takes off on Netflix. Um, this is uh Scott Pilgrim versus the world, but anime. And it features the entire movie cast, and it's absolutely brilliant. Um, executive produced by Edgar Wright, um, written by Brian Lee O'Malley, the original writer of Scott Pilgrim. This is a reimagining of the film um, spread across a few episodes, and it's really, really freaking awesome. Um, I'm having a really great time with it. I haven't finished it yet. Uh, watched the first couple of episodes last night after finishing my other recommendation, which I'll get to in a second. And uh, yeah, if you've got Netflix and you love Scott Pilgrim, which I don't think I've met anyone that doesn't, that doesn't love Scott Pilgrim versus the world, so if you're looking for more of that world, then uh, jump straight in because it's absolutely brilliant. Um, but I finished a binge on BBC iPlayer last night, uh, which is somewhere I don't go very often, of a series called Boat Story. Now, I know what you're thinking. Oh, my God, a Sunday night drama on BBC One. I don't want to watch that. And of course, because 99% of them are trash. And um, they kind of fall into this idea of very boring Midsummer Murders type murder dramas. 
this thing is absolutely batshit insane. Um, I would had no idea what to expect going in. The trailer was was interesting, um, but I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch that. It sounds pretty cool. Um, I ended up watching the first episode, and then I watched the second, then the third, and then I finished it by about one a.m. last night, and it was just the most wild radical thing i've seen on the bbc for such a long time it felt like a channel 4 series and you know the difference the bbc are very safe when it comes to their kind of dramas um and channel 4 are obviously completely off the chain with what they do sometimes um and we'll invest in these risky kind of exciting series but the bbc are not known for that and yet boat story is something that's completely original um absolutely wackadoodle from the beginning incredibly violent uh, so brutal, especially from episode one. It really sets everything up in a kind of horrific sort of way. Um, it's a story about a woman who's very down on her luck um, and a man who's just moved to the area, kind of up north uh, by the seaside. And and they're both a bit down on their luck. And they, they stumble across a, um, a boat that's washed ashore and it's full of cocaine. And together they decide to take the cocaine and sell it to the highest bidder. Of course, um, the cocaine was obviously meant for someone else, and they get involved in the story. And once everything comes together, once you watch the end of episode one, you are so hooked by the madness of it. It's like, I want to say it's like Midsummer Murders directed by Guy Ritchie. I think that's the only way to describe this thing. Um, or the Coen Brothers or Tarantino. It's got this such dark vibe all the way through it. It's so funny. It's so brutal. Um, it's sad in places. It's really hardcore, unlike anything I've ever seen on the BBC. And I can't, I don't want to say yet much more because not knowing anything else would kind of ruin it. Um, it's a great, great series. And I should say, you can take all this with a grain of salt because our boy, Ethan Lawrence, is in Boat Story. Um, and he portrays a police officer who's awesome. Um, He's great in it. Um, never seen him do this kind of intense drama before. Um, so to see him kind of take that on was really awesome. Um, so take it for the grain of salt if you want. You know you know that we're mates with Ethan Lawrence. But uh, what I will say is that it's absolutely awesome. And if you're looking for a bingeable series right now, I can't think of anyone better, uh, anything better than Boat Story because it is so clever and so smart and so unique um, that it's just worth watching because there's really nothing else like it. Um, Josh, I really think you'll get something out of it, to be honest. I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, it's so, it's very original and it's very unique. And I think that it's something that you don't see very often on TV, especially like terrestrial TV. Um, something like this is probably well worth watching. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Boat Story. Uh, it's on BBC Player. The whole series is on there. Uh, yeah, don't miss it. It's great. Um, all right, then. That does bring a solemn end to our podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all very much for listening. Don't forget, if you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. If you want to follow us on Twitter slash X, you can at FNGRGNS. All of our individual handles are in the description below, except for Mars, of course. He's smart and not on Twitter slash X. If you really like what we do, why not follow our Patreon for $1 a month? You can keep this podcast live on its various podcasting services and keep the website nice and shiny. Also, if you do like this podcast, please leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts or give us a five-star rating on Spotify. It really, really helps the visibility of the podcast 
over on those sites and will allow us to keep doing what we do every single week. So thank you very much indeed for listening. We'll be back next week as ever. But until then, it is goodbye from Cat. Bye. It is goodbye from Miles. Oh, well. It is goodbye from Josh. Bye, everyone. And it's goodbye from me. I've been Roscoe. And there is some breaking news. Oh, my goodness from me. This this pertains to you guys. Are you ready? You're going to be happy about this. I hope all, so. All, all three of you. Oh, okay. Is it Dead by Daylight? I think I know what it is. <laughs> it's not Dead by Daylight. It is a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh. Um. There's a new map. There's a new victim. Ooh. There's a new family member. Oh my god. Available on November 28th. Oh, yes, that's only a week away. Queens. Each new character will have their own ability and self perks. Oh, let's go. That's very I exciting. Want to be that person? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. There you go. I just read that as I was doing that. Breaking news right at the end of the podcast. That's what we like to see. Wonderful. Um. So we're not we're not behind on anything at all. We are well up to date. Um. Oh, if you want to talk about breaking as well, Kill the Justice League has an alpha test coming, and you can play it later this month if you sign up. Does it? Yes. Ah. Uh, you know what? The new trailer didn't make it look that bad. <laughs> To be honest, I'm yeah, still un- right. still unsure, but uh, yeah, kill the Justice League. You want to play an alpha? Play it at the end of the month. Gonna jumping in Mars. I know how much how excited you are for Kill the Justice League. Oh yeah, I can't wait. I'm pumped. Yeah, yeah. You're more you're more you're more pumped about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre map, aren't you? I am. Yeah, a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> so much more. All right then. Well, um, we'll let you know what the map's like next week. I'd imagine. Until then, goodbye. Have a wonderful week. It's Doctor Who week. I'll see you on Saturday. How exciting. Bye.